Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. You can see it from my window. We have an honored guest, Raj Balava, has traveled all the way to, he to hear and to visit with us, give us his association. And, uh, and guess what? Abaya had cracked the code, <laughs> the Facebook code, and he got back into the live stream, the live studio, live video. So here we are. We're ready. Ready or not, here we come. Just when you think it can't get better, it gets better. That's Krishna consciousness. That's Krishna in a nutshell. Just when you think it can't get any better, it gets better. So, we're going to recite as we always do every day, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram, Srila Sanatana Goswami's glorious uh, glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Five simple verses, but so deep and enriched. It goes like this. Sarva Shastabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life, heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, <clears throat> Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable for it pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin, Madguno Man Mahadana, Manistadagamad Bhagya, Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadu tadayin atini chuchatakada hanamun jagadachen mam premna ritkantayospuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me, always appear in my heart, and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, Krishna has easily handled Kangsa and his cohorts. We've reached the chapter 45 of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna recovers the son of his teacher. When Lord Krishna saw Vasudev and Devaki standing in a reverential attitude he immediately expanded his influence of Yogamaya so that they could treat him and Balarama as children. As in the material world, the relationship existing between father and mother and children can be established amongst different living entities by the influence of the illusory energy. So, by the influence of Yogamaya, the devotee can establish a relationship in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead 
is his child. After creating this situation by his yoga maya, Krishna, appearing with his elder brother, Balarama, as the most illustrious son in the dynasty of the Satpatas, very submissively and respectively addressed Vasudev and Devaki. My dear father and mother, although you have always been anxious for the protection of our lives, you could not enjoy the pleasure of having us as your babies, as your growing boys, and as your adolescent youths. Krishna indirectly praised the fatherhood of Nanda Maharaj and motherhood of Yashoda as most glorious because although he and Balarama were, were not their born sons, Nanda and Yashoda actually enjoyed their childhood pastimes. By nature's own arrangement, the childhood of the embodied living being is enjoyed by his parents. Even in the animal kingdom, parents are found to be affectionate to their cubs. Being captivated by the activities of their offspring, they take much care for their well-being. As for Vasudev and Balaram, that is why Krishna, as for Vasudev and Devaki, they were always anxious for the protection of their sons, Krishna and Balarama. That is why Krishna, after his appearance, was immediately transferred to another's house. Balarama was also transferred from Deviki's womb to Rohini's womb. Vasudev and Deviki were full of anxieties for Krishna's and Balaram's protection, but they could not enjoy their childhood pastimes. Krishna said, Unfortunately, being ordered by our fate, we could not be raised by our own parents to enjoy childhood past pleasures at home. My dear father and mother, a man cannot repay his debt to his parents from whom he gets his, this body, which can bestow upon him all the benefits of material existence. According to the Vedic injunctions, this human form of life enables one to perform all kinds of religious activities, fulfill all kinds of desires, and acquire all kinds of wealth. And only in this human form is there every possibility that one can get liberation from material existence. This body is produced by the combined efforts of the father and mother. Every human being should be obliged to his parents and understand that he cannot repay his debt to them. If, after growing up, a son does not try to satisfy his parents by his actions or by an endowment of riches, he is surely punished after death by the superintendent of death and made to eat his own flesh. If a person is able to care for or give protection to old parents, a chaste wife, children, the spiritual master, brahmanas, and other dependents, but does not do so, he is considered already dead, although he is supposedly breathing. My dear father and mother, you have always been anxious for our protection, but unfortunately we could not render any service to you. Until now we have simply wasted our time. Due to reasons beyond our control, we could not serve you. Mother and Father, please excuse us for our sinfulness. When the Supreme Personality of Godhead was speaking as an innocent boy in very sweet words, Vasudeva and Devaki became captivated by parental affection and embraced him with great pleasure. They were amazed and could not speak but simply embraced Krishna and Balarama in great affection and remained silent, shedding incessant tears. Thus, having consoled his father and mother, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appearing as the beloved son of Devaki, approached his grandfather, Ugrasena, and announced 
that Ugrasena would now be the king of the Yadu kingdom. Kangsa had been forcibly ruling the kingdom of Yadu in spite of the presence of his father, whom he had arrested. But after the death of Kangsa, his father was released and announced to be the monarch of the Yadu kingdom. It appears that in those days, in the western part of India, there were many small kingdoms ruled by the Yadu dynasty, Andaka dynasty, Rishni dynasty, and Bhoja dynasty. Maharaj Ugrasena belonged to the Bhoja dynasty. Therefore, Krishna indirectly declared that the king of the Bhoja dynasty would be the, would be the emperor of all the other small kingdoms. Krishna willingly asked Maharaj Ugrasena to rule over himself and Balarama because they were his subjects. The word praja is used both for progeny and for citizens. So Krishna belonged to the praja both as a grandson of Maharaj Ugrasena's and as a member of the Yadu dynasty. Thus he voluntarily accepted the rule of Maharaj Ugrasena. He informed Ugrasena, being cursed by Yayati, the kings of the Yadu dynasty may not occupy the throne. It will be our pleasure to act as your servants. My full cooperation with you will make your position more exalted and secure so that the kings of other dynasties will not hesitate to pay their respective revenues. Protected by me, you will be honored even by the demigods from the heavenly planets. My dear grandfather, out of fear of my late uncle Kangsa, all the kings belonging to the Yadu, Vishni, Andaka, Madhu, Dashara, and Kukura dynasties were all very anxious and disturbed. Now you can pacify them all and give them assurance of security the whole kingdom will be peaceful. All the kings in the neighboring area had left their homes in fear of Kangsa and were living in distant parts of the country. Now, after the death of Kangsa and the reinstallment of Ugrasena as king, the neighboring kings were, giving all kind, were given all kinds of presentations and comforts. Then they returned to their respective homes. After this nice political arrangement, the citizens of Mathura were pleased to live in Mathura, being protected by the strong arms of Krishna and Balarama. On account of good government in the presence of Krishna and Balarama, the inhabitants of Mathura felt complete satisfaction in the fulfillment of all their material desires and necessities. And because they saw Krishna and Balarama daily, face to face, they soon forgot all material miseries completely. As soon as they saw Krishna and Balarama coming out on the street, very nicely dressed and smiling and looking at the citizens with grace, the citizens were immediately filled with loving ecstasies simply by seeing the personal presence of Mukunda. The name Mukunda refers to one who can award liberation and transcendental bliss. Krishna's presence acted as such a vitalizing tonic that not only the younger generation but even the old men of Mathura became fully invigorated with youthful energy and strength by regularly seeing him. Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda were also living in Mathura because Krishna and Balarama were there. But after some time, they wanted to go back to Vrindavan. Krishna and Balarama went before Nanda and Yashoda and very affectionately embraced them. And then the two lords spoke as follows. Dear father and mother, although we were born of Vasudeva and Devaki, you have been our real father and mother because from our very birth and childhood you raised us with great affection and love. 
Your affectionate love for us was more than anyone can offer one's own children. You are actually our father and mother because you raised us as your own children when we were just like orphans. For certain reasons we were rejected by our father and mother and you protected us. Dear father and mother, we know that you will feel separation upon returning to Vrindavan and leaving us here, but please rest assured that we shall come back to Vrindavan just after giving some satisfaction to our real father and mother, Vasudev and Devaki, and our grandfather and other family members. Krishna Balarama thus satisfied Nanda and Yashoda by sweet words and by presentations of various kinds of clothing, ornaments, and copper utensils. They satisfied them along with their friends and neighbors who had come with them from Vrindavan to Mathura as fully as possible. On account of excessive parental affection for Balarama and Krishna, Nanda Maharaj felt tears in his eyes and he embraced them and started with the cowherd men for Vrindavan. After this, Vasudeva and his sons, initiated by sacred thread as the token of second birth, which is essential for the higher caste of human society. After this, Vasudeva had his sons, initiated by sacred thread as the token of second birth, which is essential for the higher, higher castes of human society. Vasudeva called for his family priest and learned brahmanas and the sacred thread ceremony of Krishna and Balarama was duly performed. During this ceremony, Vasudeva gave various ornaments in charity to the brahmanas and endowed them with cows decorated with silken cloths and golden ornaments. Then Vasudeva remembered the cows he had wanted to give in charity to the brahmanas after the birth of Krishna and Balarama. But being imprisoned by Kangsa at that time, Vasudeva had been able to do so only within his mind, for Kangsa had stolen all his cows. With the death of Kangsa, his cows were released, and now Vasudeva gave the actual cows to the brahmanas. Then Balarama and Krishna were duly initiated with the sacred thread ceremony and they repeated the chanting of the Gayatri Mantra. The Gayatri Mantra is offered to disciples after the sacred thread ceremony and Balarama and Krishna properly discharged the duties of chanting this mantra. Anyone who executes the chanting of this mantra has to abide by certain principles and vows. Although Balarama and Krishna are transcendental personalities, they strictly followed the regulated principles. They were initiated by their family priest, Gargacharya, usually known as Gargamuni, the Acharya of the Yadu dynasty. According to Vedic culture, every respectable family has an Acharya, or spiritual master. One is not considered a perfectly cultured man without being initiated and trained by an Acharya. It is said, therefore, that one who has approached an Acharya is actually in perfect knowledge. Lord Krishna and Lord Balarama are the supreme personality of Godhead, the master of all education and knowledge. There was no need for them to accept a spiritual education. There was no need for them to accept a spiritual master or acharya. Yet for the instruction of ordinary men, they also accepted a spiritual master for advancement in spiritual knowledge. It is customary, after being initiated in the Gayatri Mantra, for one to live away from home for some time under the care of the Acharya to be trained 
in spiritual life. During this period, one has to work under the spiritual master as an ordinary menial servant. There are many rules and regulations for a brahmachari living under the care of an acharya. And Krishna and Balarama strictly followed those regulated principles while living under the instruction of their spiritual master, Sandipani Muni, who was a resident of Avantipur in the northern Indian, Indian district of Ujjain. According to scriptural injunctions, a spiritual master should be respected and regarded on an equal level with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna and Balarama exactly followed those principles with great devotion and underwent and underwent the regulations of Brahmacharya. Thus they satisfied their spiritual master, who instructed them in Vedic knowledge. Being very satisfied, Sandipani Muni instructed them in all the intricacies of Vedic wisdom and in supplement, supplementary literature such as the Upanishads. Because Krishna and Balarama happened to be Chatriyas, they were specifically trained in military science, politics and ethics. Politics includes such departments of knowledge as how to make peace, how to fight, how to pacify, how to divide and rule, and how to give shelter. All these items were fully explained and instructed to Krishna and Balarama. The ocean is the source of water in a river. The cloud is created by the evaporation of ocean water, and the same water is distributed as rain all over the surface of the earth, and then returns to the ocean in rivers. So Krishna and Balarama, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, are the source of all knowledge. But because they were playing like ordinary human boys, they set the example so that everyone would receive knowledge from the right source. Thus they agreed to take knowledge from a spiritual master. After hearing only once, after hearing only once from their teacher, Krishna and Balarama learned the arts and all the arts and sciences in sixty-four days and sixty-four nights. They earned they learned all the necessary arts and sciences required in human society. During the daytime they took lessons on a subject from the teacher, and by nightfall they were expert in that department of knowledge. First of all, they learned how to sing, how to compose songs, and how to recognize the different tunes. They learned the favorable and unfavorable accents and meters, how to sing different kinds of rhythms and melodies, and how to follow them by beating different kinds of drums. They learned how to dance to the rhythm of melody in different songs. They learned how to write dramas. And they, they learned the, the <clears throat> they learned how to write dramas and they learned the various types of painting from simple village arts up to the highest perfectional stage. They also learned how to paint tilak on the face by making different kinds of dots on the forehead and cheeks. Then they learned the art of making paintings on the floor with a liquid paste of rice and flour. Such paintings are very popular at auspicious ceremonies performed at householder affairs or in the temple. They learned how to make a resting place with flowers and how to decorate clothing and limbs with colorful paintings. They learned how to set valuable jewels in ornaments. They learned the art of ringing water pots. Water pots are filled with water to a certain measure so that it, as one beats on the pots, different tones are produced and when the pots are beaten together they produce a melodious sound. 
They also learned how to splash water in the rivers or lakes while taking a bath among friends. They learned how to decorate with flowers. This art of decorating can still be seen in various temples of Vrindavan during the summer season. It is called Pulabhari. The dais, the throne, the walls, and the ceiling are fully decorated, and a small aromatic fountain of flowers is fixed in the center. Because of these floral decorations, the people, fatigued from the heat of the summer, become refreshed. Krishna Balarama learned the art of dressing hair in different styles and fixing a helmet in different positions on the head. They also learned how to set up a theatrical stage, how to decorate dramatic actors with costumes and with flower ornaments over the ear, and how to sprinkle sandalwood pulp and water to produce a nice fragrance. They also learned the art of performing magical feats. Within the magical field, there is an art called Vahurupi, by which a person dresses himself in such a way that when he approaches a friend, he cannot be recognized. Krishna Balarama also learned how to make various syrups and beverages required at various times, having various tastes and intoxicating effects. They also learned different types of sewing and embroidery work, as well as how to manipulate thin threads for dancing puppets. This includes how to string wires on musical instruments, such as the veena, sitar, esaraj, and tambura, to produce melodious sounds. Then they learned how to make and solve riddles. They learned the art of how even a dull student can very quickly learn the alphabet and read books. Then they learn how to rehearse and act out a drama. They also study the art of solving crossword puzzles, filling up the missing spaces and making complete words. They also learned how to draw and read pictographic literature. In some countries in the world, pictographic literature is, is still current. A story is represented by pictures. For instance, a man and a house are pictured to re represent a man going home. Bal Krishna and Balarama also learn the art of architecture, how to construct residential buildings. They learn to recognize valuable jewels by studying their luster and colors. Then they learn the art of placing jewels in a gold and silver setting so they look very beautiful. They also learned how to study soil to find minerals. This study of soil is now a greatly specialized science, but formerly it was common knowledge even for the ordinary man. They learned to study herbs and plants to discover how they would act as medicine for different ailments. By studying the different species of plants, they learned how to crossbreed plants and trees and get different types of fruits. They learned how to train and engage rams and cocks in fighting for sport. They then learned how to teach parrots to speak and to answer the questions of human beings. They learned practical psychology, how to influence another's mind and thus induce another to act according to one's own desire. Sometimes this is called hypnotism. They learn how to wash hair, dye it different colors, and curl it in different ways. They learn the art of telling what is written in someone's book without actually seeing it. They learn to tell what is contained in another's fist. Sometimes children imitate this art although they not very accurately. One child keeps something within his fist and asks his friends, can you tell what is within? And the friend gives some suggestion 
although we actually cannot tell. But there is an art by which one can understand and actually tell what is held within the fist. Krishna and Balarama learned how to speak and understand the languages of various countries. Not only did they learn the languages of human beings, Krishna could also speak even with animals and birds. Evidence of this is found in the Vaishnava literature compiled by the Goswamis. Then they learned how to make carriages and airplanes from flowers. It is said in the Ramayana that after defeating Ravana, Ramachandra was carried from Lanka to Bharatvarsha on a plane of flowers called a Pushparat. Krishna and Balarama then learned the art of foretelling events by seeing signs. A book called Kanaravachana, the various types of signs and omens are described. If one is going out, if when one is going out, one sees someone with a bucket full of water, that is a very good sign. But if, when, but if one sees someone with an empty bucket, it is not a good sign. Similarly, if one sees a cow being milked alongside its calf, it is a good sign. The result of understanding these signs is that one can foretell events and Krishna and Balarama learned the science. They also learned the science of composing matrika. A matrika is like a crossword box with three numbers in each row. If one adds any three from any side, it will come to nine. The matrikas are of different kinds and for different purposes. Krishna and Balarama learned the art of cutting valuable stones such as diamonds and they also learned the art of questioning and answering by immediately composing poetry within the mind. They learned the science of the action and reaction of physical combinations and permutations. They learned the art of a psychiatrist who can understand the psychic movements of another person. They learned how to satisfy one's desires. Desires are very difficult to fulfill, but if one desires something which is unreasonable and can never be fulfilled, the desire can be subdued and satisfied, and that is an art. By this art, one can also subdue sex impulses when they are aroused, as they are even in brahmacharya life. By this art, one can make even an enemy one's friend or transfer the direct action of a physical element to other things. Lord Krishna and Balarama, the reservoir of all knowledge, exhibited their perfect understanding of all the arts and sciences mentioned above. Then they offered to serve their teacher by awarding him anything he desired. This offering by the student to the teacher or spiritual master is called Guru Dakshina. It is essential that a student satisfy the teacher in return for any learned, any learning received either material or spiritual. When Krishna and Balarama offered their service in this way, the teacher, Sandipani Muni, thought it wise to ask from them for ask them for something extraordinary, something no common student could offer. He therefore consulted with his wife about what to ask from them. He and his wife had already seen the extraordinary potencies of Krishna and Balarama, and they could understand that the two boys were the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They, de they decided to ask for the return of their son, who had drowned in the ocean near the shore at Prabhaschetra. 
When Krishna and Balarama heard from their teacher about the death of his son, they immediately started for Pravaschetra on their chariot. Reaching the beach, they asked the controlling deity of the ocean to return the son of their teacher. The ocean deity immediately appeared before the Lord and offered him all respectful obeisances with great humility. The Lord said, Some time back, you caused the drowning of the son of our teacher. I order you to return him. The ocean deity replied, The boy was not actually taken by me, but was captured by a demon named Panchajana. This great demon generally remained deep in the water in the shape of a conch shell. The son of your teacher might be within the belly of the demon, having been devoured by him. On hearing this, Krishna dove deep into the water and caught hold of the demon Panchajana. He killed him on the spot, but could not find the son of his teacher within his belly. Therefore, he took the demon's dead body in the shape of a conch shell and returned to his chariot on the beach of Prabhas Chetra. From there he started for Samyamani, the residence of Yamaraj, the superintendent of death. Accompanied by his elder brother, Balarama, who was also known as Halayuda, Halayuda Krishna, Krishna arrived there and blew on his conch shell. Hearing the vibration, Yamaraj appeared and, and received Sri Krishna with all respectful obeisances. Yamaraj could understand who Krishna and Balaram were, and therefore he immediately offered his humble service to the Lord. Krishna had appeared on the surface of the earth like an ordinary human being, but actually, Krishna and Balarama are the Supersoul living within the heart of every living entity. They are Vishnu himself, but were playing just like, an or, just like ordinary human boys. When Yamaraj offered his services to the Lord, Sri Krishna asked him to return his teacher's son, who had come to Yamaraj as a result of his work. Considering my ruling supreme, said Krishna, you should immediately return the son of my teacher. Yamaraj returned the boy to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Krishna and Balarama brought him to his father. The brothers asked if the, their teacher had anything more to ask from them, but he replied, My dear sons, you have done enough for me. I am now completely satisfied. What further want can there be for, one, for a man who has disciples like you? My dear boys, you may, go, you may now go home. These glorious acts of yours will always be renowned all over the world. You are above all blessing, yet it is my duty to bless you. I therefore give you the benediction that whatever you speak will remain as eternally fresh as the instructions of the Vedas. Your teachings will be honored not only within this universe or in this millennium, but in all places and ages and will remain in increasingly new and important. Due to this benediction from his teacher, Lord Krishna's Bhagavad Gita is ever increasingly fresh and is renowned not only within this universe but in other, in other planets and other universes. Being ordered by their teacher, Krishna and Balarama immediately returned home on their chariot. They traveled at great speed like the wind and made sounds like the crashing of clouds. All the residents of Mathura who had not seen Krishna and Balaram for a long time, were very much pleased to see them again. They felt joyful, like a person who had regained his lost property.
Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purport of the fourth, fifth, 45th chapter of Krishna. Krishna recovers the sun of his teacher. Jai Sri Krishna Balarama Ki Jai. The perfect students, the perfect teachers, the perfect philosophers, perfect all the 64 arts of human life. Gaur Premanandi. All glories to their achieving the son of Sandipani Muni, who is, by the way, Madhumangal. Yes. And then he was given by them to Krishna to be his friend in Vrindavan. So that was exactly, it's exactly 8 o'clock. Well, 7.59 to be exact. My hunt time flies when you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. So we'll hear reflections from anybody who, had, who something. I mean, there's so many things in this chapter that stuck out in the mind. What about all of those? Uh, what about all of those arts that Krishna learned in one day? Incredible. Okay. Hare Krishna. Yes, we have a distinguished guest with us named Raj Balaba, who's always f- first off the block when he's when he is actually there on the daily re- in the live readings. Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Raj Balaba. Please accept my humble obeisances. So I was reflecting on something that's. Um, always in my mind and it's it's in this paragraph it says then they offered to serve their teacher by awarding anything he anything by awarding him anything he desired this offering by the student to the teacher or spiritual master is called guru dakshana it is essential that a student satisfy the teacher in return for any learning received either material or spiritual so i was wondering if you could talk about um, a, a real world example of that perhaps how people Reciprocated in this way with Prabhupada, the devotees? Well, or what, what it means more specifically? <clears throat> this is the, the culmination of sacrifice. Like when you go out in Sankirtan and you give a book and then you convince a person to give something for the book that completes the sacrifice. It makes it easier for the person to actually hear and understand the book and follow it. Without that reciprocation and that show of gratitude, it doesn't connect, it doesn't make a complete connection. So that's the meaning of dakshina. It makes the sacrifice complete and it allows the the the, uh, the student to be more receptive and more uh, with that gratitude to uh, yeah to more deeply understand and follow perfectly the instructions of the teacher. And the the term is used for any kind of teacher, you know. Uh, but particularly, it's in the spiritual masters from spiritual master's perspective, he doesn't need anything and he doesn't really want anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so when the brahmachari gets initiated or anybody gets initiated after the fire sacrifice, they usually go around with their cloth or whatever they have and beg alms from all the people in the sacrifice. And all those people who give that, that those alms, they all get benefit and they add to the auspiciousness of the event and everyone becomes uh, gladdened and gladdened and uh, um, if they're real, (laughs) they're real persons. But the spiritual master doesn't, I mean, doesn't need it, doesn't want it, but he completes the sacrifice from his own position by using whatever he is given in the direct service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And in this way, all of the energies that are used to do all those things 
are passed up to Krishna and everyone becomes satisfied. Mm -hmm. Hare Krishna. That's it. That's the meaning of Dakshina. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devidasi says Jai Maharaj all sincere hearers of Krishna Kata Hare Krishna all glories to Srila Prabhupada Hare Krishna glories to Prabhupada glories all the hearers this is this is Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami's blessing at the end of the Chaitanya Charitamrita he, he, he glorifies his readers his hearers and readers and he says, the reason I've done this is so that you can hear and now that you've heard, my effort is successful. Mm -hmm. Rati Manjari says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati Manjari, Hare Krishna. From Radhananda Devi Dasi. Radhananda, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you Guru Maharaj for your reading. Thank you, Abhay Prabhu. Thank all devotees present. Hare Krishna, thank you for your humility. From Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, great news on all accounts. Thank you, Abhay Prabhu, for your steadfast service to Maharaj and ensuring we can hear this nectar each day. Hearing these glorious pastimes help to clear away the mire of the material world. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Glories to Prabhupada. Nice K reflection. Thank you. Krishna consciousness is the ultimate gift to our humble spirit souls. Yes. And a comment from Sudevi Dasi. It's a nice way of looking at it. You can give the best benefit to your soul. I mean, you we're different than the souls, so it's we're doing the best thing for our, for us, for I, for our being. Yes, Hare Krishna. Uh, Sudevid says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, how so nice to hear about Krishna from you. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna to you. This is from uh, Gora. Gora Cordonias. Gora Gorenias. Gora Cordonias. Coronidas. I don't know exactly who that is. He says Hare Krishna Pranam Maharaj Dandavats. Hare Krishna Gora. Jai. Hare Bo. I know a Gora Klein in Houston, but that's a different Gora. <laughs> no, from Bhaktarupa. Hare Bo Bhaktarupa. He says thank you, Maharaj. The things Krishna and Balaram learnt at school sound way more fun and interesting than what we had to learn at school. <laughs> That's a good one. Absolutely meaningless teaching you how to be less than a shudra in the school systems. I heard Gopi Puranadana Prabhu say the other day that if you want to learn how to become a pukka atheist, then just attend any major university and enroll in their PhD program and they will teach you how to be a pukka atheist because they won't allow you to have faith in anything. They teach you that you can't get your dissertation accepted if, you have, if it's based on faith on something. Hare Krishna. You also wrote, Parrot training followed by hypnotism. Yes. It's <laughs> they really know how to have a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It makes human f life meaningful and enjoyable and fun. Life is supposed to be fun. From Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Anandamurti. He says, Jai Guru Dev, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. And then something from Daityari Haridas. Mm. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, good to have you back. Hopefully Facebook holds up consistently until you can transfer these live readings to YouTube. Yes, we hope so too, but I think that 
as I said in the beginning, I think that Abaya Das Brahmacharya broke, broke the code, cracked the code. So we know, we know how to get there in another route if it doesn't work the right way. Hare Krishna. So it should be okay from now on. Then again, the material nature is always changing, so you never know. <clears throat> be prepared for anything. It says it was entertaining to, it was entertaining listening to all the arts that Krishna and Balaram learned. Oh yes, fascinating and entertaining and interesting. Yeah. We heard briefly about the killing of Panchajana this evening. I know that all the demons Krishna kills in Vrindavan represent specific anarthas. Is this true for any of the demons Krishna kills in Dwarka? or Mathura pastimes? I never heard it. <clears throat> I've never heard that. If I hear it, I'll let you know. If you hear it, you let me know. But I've never heard that. Yeah, those demons that Krishna killed in Vrindavan, it was special cir circumstance. Because they were specifically big, mystic, yogi-type demons, you know. Anyway, no, I don't know anything outside of Vrindavan. I don't know if they if they represent something. Another comment from Ananda Murti. Mm -hmm. She says, "Thank you so much for teaching us the meaning of Dakshina. When I got first initiation, you told me to collect Dakshina and give it to Guru and Brahmana who performed yagya for the ceremony. Mm. Now I understand the meaning of it." Mm. Whatever I, whenever I collect things from people and offer it to Guru and Brahmana, to Krishna, then yoga becomes complete. Yes, absolutely. Sankirtan book distribution is the same. Exactly. Thank you for your realization. Hare Krishna. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ki Jai. Samavira Bhakta Brindaki Jai. Gaur Prem Anandi. Hari Hari Bo. So, see you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The pure, always increasing, just when you think it can't get any better, it gets better. That's the nature of devotional, pure devotional service. Anandam Bodhi Vardhanam. It's an ocean that's always expanding. And therefore, no one can understand Krishna completely, not even himself, because every time he understands himself, then he expands again. There's a saying, or an, an, a, why, I don't know, it's come some kind of gotcha question, question. Can Krishna create a weight that he can't lift? It's a gotcha question, because if he can, then he can't do something that's not doable. And if he can't, then he can't do something that's doable. So the answer is yes, and then he lifts it. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow night. Haribo.